Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, August 11, 2021. Stand up for your country. I hope you'll take the time to listen to me on the Sean Hannity radio program today. We talk about uh, President Biden and the border, and I put forth a solution, um, basically saying that the uh, Republican governors and some Democrats have to join together in a class action lawsuit and sue Mr. Biden himself. Very provocative. It would solve the problem and it would cause uh, a ruckus in this country. And we need that. So I'm going to get into a little here, but I spent a lot of time with uh, Sean Hannity talking about it. That is posted on BillOReilly.com. So Mr. Biden's schedule today has got a little bit more than usual, but nothing of substance. At 1115, uh, he met with some business and university leaders about uh, getting more Americans vaccinated. That's well. Two hours later, he uh, delivered some remarks on Build Back Better. Okay. And then at three o'clock, investment structure was uh, talked about with some other folks. Um, You know, just (laughs) bloviating meetings. Okay. There it is. Um, Now, Mr. Biden has got a problem uh, on the border. And we all know that. But the corrupt corporate media covers for him. But there was a crack in that yesterday in The Washington Post, which editorialized, quote, in its apparent desperation to fashion an immigration strategy that will impose order on increasingly out of control migration. The Biden administration has unleashed a torrent of words and goals untethered to a specific policy and timetable. To date, on immigration, officials have effectively reversed and rolled back some of the Trump administration's most pernicious policies, but without a clear road map to address the immediate crisis. A decade's high surge in illegal border crossing, unquote. That was the first crack in the corrupt media. Um, no other liberal newspaper has editorialized against Biden on this issue. Uh, the network news, you know, maybe they'll have a guest or two that complains, but certainly not any reporting of consequence there. And we have an absolute catastrophe. Two million people this year, foreign nationals will cross in here. Uh, Those are just the ones the Border Patrol knows about. Another million or so sneak across undetected. Many have COVID. They go all over the United States. They infect Americans. The states have to pay for them as far as providing them with um, Medicaid and and things like that. Each state is different in those policies, but believe me, this is a catastrophe. And the only way to stop it is uh, for the states to join together and sue the president of the United States. Now, maybe it gets thrown out, but just the process and the demand and the reason would really be something. Now, whether that happens or not, I cannot tell you. What I can tell you is, at a new poll, Joe Biden's popularity is declining. This is a 538, that's a political firm, uh, 6,607 adults uh, taken between July 31st and August 8th. Approval rating, Biden's approval rating has dropped to an all-time low of 50% on Disapproval 44. Why? The border is one thing and Americans are paying more for food and gas and everything else. Uh, July, price rises 5.4 percent. 
So this is an economic catastrophe brewing. Now, you're never, ever going to get the Biden administration or the press to spotlight this stuff. But the Biden administration is having a huge problem governing the country. Enormous problem. Okay. Now, the one thing that did get attention was Joe Biden's comments on Andrew Cuomo quitting. All right. That got attention. Roll the tape. How would you assess his 10 and a half years as governor of the state? In terms of his personal behavior or what he's done as a governor? What he's done as a governor. I thought he's done a hell of a job. I thought he's done a hell of a job. Oh, that's just bunk. Now, there are two parts of this story. The right-wing press attacked Biden for saying he did a hell of a job, and they, and they rammed the misbehavior by Cuomo down Biden's throat. But it was clear that Biden was not talking. He was separating the two. So again, as we talked about with the John Kerry private jet fiction, the right-wing press doesn't want to imitate the left-wing press and report stuff that is false. Well, Biden was clear that he was separating the two, but he has no clue on how bad Andrew Cuomo has been for the state of New York. I mean, here's the stat. You know, I give you one stat that just crushes it. Here it is. Since 2010, 1.4 million New Yorkers have left the state. And it's way more than that, but some keep addresses here and stuff like that. 1.4 million since 2010. Why? Because the quality of life here is terrible. It's terrible. Now, I stay because of family and friends and I, you know, I have obligations here, but I know personally hundreds of people, affluent, good people leaving this state. It's the highest tax state in the union. The services are abysmal. The roads are crazy bad. The crime in New York City is out of control on and on and on and on. It's Cuomo who did all that. And then you got the nursing home COVID deaths and you got the book. Somebody else wrote it. He gets five million for it doesn't end. Hell of a job, says Joe Biden, because Biden doesn't know and doesn't care to know anything other than Democratic Party left wing ideology. That's it. It ends there. Not a truth seeker, the president, not a problem solver. And he's making things so much worse in this country. You know, you think back on Trump. Every day Trump tweeted, and it was this, Trump's that, he's the devil, he's blah, 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 blah. But he ran the country efficiently. The economy was good and strong. He made better deals abroad. If he could have just gotten away from the personal petty crap, it would have really... He would have been reelected despite all that if COVID didn't hit. But now we got a guy who's totally incompetent, destructive to the country. Only president worse so far, you know, maybe he'll make a comeback. But is anybody betting on that? It was James Buchanan before Abraham Lincoln, who allowed the nation to dissolve into war. Okay. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this stuff because 
it's, it's just not what we do here. But the Senate voted 69-30 to pass an infrastructure bill, $1 trillion. Mitch McConnell, 19 Republicans voted for it. It's too much money, but the infrastructure in America is on the verge of collapse. Trump would have spent a trillion. If he had been reelected, he would have done that. All right, so you know. Now, is there waste? Of course it's waste. Is the government able to fix anything? Sometimes, sometimes, it's a trillion. And that'll pass. Biden's got that. He's got the trillion infrastructure. Now they want three and a half trillion in a budget, which would be 550 million more than any other billion more than any other budget in history. More money the federal government will spend if this passes than in World War II. And, and I'm counting the inflationary dollars. More money than the government spent in World War II fighting the Japanese and the Germans. It's incredible. And it's just on and on and on and on. It never ends. Perks, free this, free that, free this, free that. Socialism, we'll take care of you. You know, vote for us. Vote for the Democratic Party, we'll take care of you. We'll give you everything. Well, where do you see what's going to happen? I just hope that the midterms can get here faster than the economic Armageddon. All right, so the $3.5 trillion spending bill has not been passed. It's 50-50 in the Senate. Um, Kamala Harris will, of course, tip it over. Manchin and Sinema, the two moderate Democrat senators, folded. They voted for this monstrosity. Um, but the House is not in session. And you got to come back and they got to look at it. They'll probably want more in the House than $3.5 trillion. That's one year. <laughs> it's one year. <laughs> and so... If they get this, and they probably will get most of it, then the high taxes kick in. Then they vote on punishing corporations and affluent Americans, and, and you pay more to the socialist government. To fund, and they're never going to fund it, but they'll that, use that as an excuse to sky-high taxes. That's what Cuomo did. That's what Cuomo did in New York. Highest tax rate. Bang, bang, bang. And then the people who could escape did. They left. They're not going to pay this. We'll go to Florida. They don't have a state tax. Go to Texas. Go to North Carolina. But in America, you can't unless you renounce your citizenship. All right? You, they'll track you. So it's socialism on the march. And just to recap, you know, you say socialism to my liberal friends. like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You couldn't look at him again. Are you stupid? Do you not see what's happening? The progressive left, they're not, they're not hiding this. They want the government to control the economy and to control the financial markets. So let's zero in on that. The only way for a guy like me, born into very modest circumstances in Levittown, New York, the only way I could become wealthy was to invest in the stock market after I began making decent money as a journalist. So I did that. I invested in the stock market. It goes up, it goes down. But if you stay in it, 
for the long run, you build wealth. That's it. You can't do it any other way. You can earn a lot of money if you do something very well or invent something. But if you are just a wage earner, as I was for 45 years, my wages at the end were good. But in the beginning, they weren't. So I invest in the stock market. That's how you build wealth. Okay? So here's the data. Um, There are about, let me see, how many Americans? 55%, according to Forbes magazine, 55% of Americans have money in the stock market. Okay? Most of that is in retirement funds, school funds for the kids, college tuition, those kinds of things. All right? Just 14% invest in individual stocks. I have a few stocks. Okay? but I have more mutual funds. Now, the people who invest in stocks are called the investor class. And when they sell a stock and make money from it, they pay a capital gains tax to the government. If it's less than a year, they pay what they would pay on an income tax basis. For me, that would be about 37%. Okay, if it's more than a year, 20%. Biden wants to double that for the investor class to 43% of capital gains. That's what Biden wants. Not going to get it, but he'll get a higher capital gains. That will take the investor class, some of it, away from the market and cause the market to go down and companies won't have as much money to invest. That's what will happen. You raise tax rates, federal government raises tax rates on investments. The investments are not bought as much. That's what the socialists want. Listen to Elizabeth Warren. The whole point of having a stock market is so that people across this country, around the world, can invest in businesses, help create that capital accumulation so businesses have the money they need to grow and to prosper. Instead, what has happened is it's turned into a casino so that market manipulators come in and they drive markets up or down and make a profit on it. Okay, there is some of that, but there are laws against that. And the senator well knows. The senator is a socialist. And so is Ocasio-Cortez, Bernie Sanders. They want to control the stock market and the bond market and the commodities market from Washington as they want to control the private economy. They will tell you what you should invest in, what you can do and not do in the financial community. That's what they want. Here's a tweet from a nut. Congressman Cory Bush. Um, Congress is now it's a woman, right? Congresswoman Cory Bush. Uh, a loon. She's from Missouri. Quote, the stock market hitting 30,000 points for the first time ever on a day when 2,216 people died from COVID in a week where people will be starving on Thanksgiving. Tells you everything you need to know about our broken system. Okay, so that woman, she's, I think, a communist, not a socialist. She's going to step further. You know, disband it. Disband it. They don't want, the progressives don't want anybody becoming wealthy. No one. They want to level it off at a certain, certain place where everybody makes the same. That's communism, socialism. 
except for them, of course, in the ruling class. So Biden's got all his money and his family has been well taken care of thanks to his connections. He's got his beach house. He's got his main house. Uh, he's got his pension funded. He's got all that. All right. He never had a private job ever, but he's a millionaire, multimillionaire. Never had a private job. Isn't that sweet? Right. So Biden doesn't care. Socialists want to run the economy. Fine. And the final thing is, and people don't believe me. Again, I go back to my liberal friends. They want the market to tank. They want the economy to go over the cliff. Because then the people will panic and they'll turn to the strong federal government to save them. Just like COVID. We'll write you checks. You lose your job. We'll pay you more than if you were working. We'll give you food. We'll give you a house. We'll give you daycare. We'll give you everything. Vote for us. But we'll control everything. You'll never get above what we give you. But we'll keep you afloat. That's communism, socialism. That's what the progressive left wants. And that's what this guy in the White House is enabling. So we all clear on this. This is very, very important for you to be crystal clear. As Tom Cruise said in the movie, A Few Good Men. Crystal clear. This is the end game. Capitalism, evil, socialism, good. And the march is picking up momentum. Now, I have predicted it will stop next year. The madness will stop. You're already seeing, you are already feeling the pain. Gas, food, other things. You're feeling it. You're going to feel it more. But this could go over the cliff. Because Biden's not going to stop it. He'll spend more and more and more and more and more. He'll do whatever the progressives tell him to do. It's shocking how bad this is. I knew he was going to be bad, Biden. I didn't know he was going to be this bad. Okay, COVID update. Um, there's a war now about a masking. A lot of misinformation in the mail segment. I'll read a couple of mail. I mean, people are writing to me, intelligent people. They have no clue on what's happening. And I'll try to straighten it all out, uh, which is why you watch me. So um, this is a poll by the Kaiser Family Foundation. It's a BS poll, excuse me, 1,259 adults, uh, 22% Republican, 30% Democrat. Okay, fine. So what do you expect to get, Kaiser, if you're going to have an eight-point gap? What? You get what you want. Okay, so the first question was about vaccine. And 58% of parents who have kids ages 12 to 17, all right, they want the schools to require vaccinations for in-person learning. 58%. Yes, require the kids ages 12 to 17 to be vaxxed before they go in. Now, if it was a fair poll, that number would be lower, but probably the majority of parents are saying yes. Second one, masks. 63% of parents of school-aged children said masks should be mandated for unvaccinated students. 
and staff in the building. So if you're vaxxed, you don't have to wear it. But if you're not, 63% say you should wear it. Interesting, right? Um, 66% of Democratic parents support vaccine mandates. 87% of Republican parents oppose vaccine mandates for their children. Finally, 88% of Democratic parents support mask mandates. They want them. All right. 69% of Republican parents oppose. So you can see how this has been politicized. This is not another, instead of being a public safety issue where everybody tries to get a consensus, this is not what this is. This is now politics, just like climate change went over that yesterday. Rand Paul, Senator from Kentucky, uh, has been censored on Facebook, right? Is it Facebook? Uh, I can't even tell these things. YouTube, YouTube, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. I had too much. I actually had a conversation with him in person two weeks ago, uh, Senator Paul on Long Island. Anyway, he uh, has said, quote, most of the masks you get over the counter don't work. They don't prevent infection. Bang, YouTube takes them off. Okay, so YouTube policy is you get a warning for the first time. And apparently Senator Paul has said this stuff in the past. Then you get a week long suspension, uh, which is where he is now. I think he's off for a week. That's a first strike. And then your account will be removed for 90 days um, if you continue to do it. I guess it's 90 days, 90 days, 90 days, something. I can't keep track of this. But anyway, uh, he's censored. So this is uh, happening all over the place. Only the famous people we hear about. Let's bring in a guy who knows this world pretty well. His name is Joseph Curl, C-U-R-L, coming to us from Warrington, Virginia. Uh, he is the editor-in-chief of a brand-new service called OffThePress.com. He's a former editor at the Drudge Report. He left the Drudge Report to form OffThePress.com. Okay, so we'll get to Off the Press in a moment, Mr. Carl. But do you think there's a danger, and how bad a danger, is uh, the social media right now in the censorship area? Oh, it's a huge threat for anyone who wants to know what's going on. I mean, it's, you know, again, with Rand Paul today, but, you know, they've been doing it nonstop throughout things. And just think about, you know, and your, your, your viewers know this, think about the, the Wuhan lab and all the reports that were coming out about that. We were all wondering, where did this crazy COVID-19 come from? Both Facebook, Google, all three, and Twitter decided that you could not say that it might have come from this lab. They, they banned anyone. They censored them. A year later, 15 months later, suddenly we're talking about where to come from. Even Biden's on board saying, hey, maybe we should check into this. So it's a crazy world right now where even asking the question will get you banned on social media. Um, I think all of my audience agrees with that 100 percent. And if you don't, Bill at BillOReilly.com and tell me why. You do know, though, that there are very evil people in social media and they're committing crimes, actually, uh, on uh, the Internet. Um, with uh, child, uh, you know, right. all that stuff and the drugs and, uh, and betting, gambling. I mean, it's bad. So social media has to have some police policing powers, does it not? Oh, absolutely. It has to have that. And people have to remember, too, that, you know, this is a private enterprise. If you run a restaurant and you don't like somebody who comes in the door, you can kick them out. Twitter and Google and, and Facebook are all the same thing. They're private operations. If they don't like what you're doing, they can kick you off. And when you 
when you agree to their terms, you give them all of your information, you agree to abide by all these terms and conditions. So, you know, that's why more conservative people are starting to build their own social media platforms where you can say the kind of things that you want to say without somebody else being in control or somebody who opposes you on the political spectrum being in control. But in off the press, if somebody uh, says something and you see that it's irresponsible or criminal, you're going to knock that out, correct? Well, that's one of the great things at, at, at our aggregation site. We don't have comments. We're just posting stories that we find that we think are really interesting for, for viewers to see. So our, you know, our readership can, can find them. And, and again, because of the, the, the way that things are happening at social media, you're getting conservatives having a really difficult time. And that's half of America finding the kind of content they want to read. So that's why we created off the, off the press so that you can find conservative content that's not going to get censored. How long were you with Drudge? I was there four years. And back in, I like to tell people back in the, in the days when Drudge was really good. I mean, Drudge really changed in the last couple of years. He went all in for Trump. Then he went all out against Trump. Then he, it's, it's even weirder now. He's become sort of pro-Biden and pro-Democrats. The page is very strange. There's a lot of speculation. Maybe he sold it. Maybe he, you know, got into a big fight with the Trump people and decided to, to just punish them. But the page has gotten really weird. So we're trying to give people that are looking for conservative news a new aggregation site where they can find what they're looking for. Um, isn't that border on propaganda sometimes, though, by just using the right wing stuff? Well, absolutely. I mean, sure. I mean, we, we don't we don't go really far afield. We're not using Infowars and some other sites that, that get a little too far afield on things. And and we're also making sure that, that everything is vetted. I mean, we've got great editors there. You probably know one of the other guys, Paul Bedard from the Washington Examiner, great reporter who's been around for a million years. So we're making sure that we look through these stories and 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 they have to they have to reach a certain you know level that before we'll post it. We we're not just going to post any you know things randomly and willy nilly. But but yeah, I mean we're we're, we're going to stay away from that too. We're not. It's not. You know, we're, we're kind of staying away right now from the election fraud stories, which are interesting. And certainly there are questions, again, that should be asked. But we're not seeing a lot of proof from that. So we're not running a lot of those stories at this point. We'll keep an eye on them. And if it ever hits, you know, critical mass, we'll bring them back on. All right. So you're trying to be fact-based, at least to some extent. Right. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. We're going to vet everything. Back to the Drudge situation. Does he control what goes up every day? Well, that's the question. I mean, you know, when, well, when you when you were there, we when you were right. there, no, did he I control there, it? I ran, no, when I was there, I ran the page, you know, by myself. I did the mornings for four years. There was another great uh, reporter there who's now with Washington Times. Charlie Hurt was there. He ran the page. Drudge had some input in and out, you know, but but rarely he kind of let us run our own thing. And then he came on for his own session, usually in the evenings and, and did the page. So we kind of ran the page by ourselves when we were on. Okay. That's a big money maker, Drudge, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've heard numbers anywhere from one to five million dollars a month. I mean, you know, when he was pulling in numbers like thirty-five million page views a month, that's that's just a a huge get for an advertiser to get to something like that. So yeah, it's it's a huge money maker. We're we're nowhere in his league right now, but we hope to just keep plugging along and get there at some point. Now, offthepress.com, which is your site now. Are you having trouble marketing that in the corporate media? Well, we just started about 10 days ago. So we're kind of going to wait out the, you, you know, what happens in Washington during during August. It's the dog days and everyone's going to shut down after they get this 
trillion dollar boondoggle done. They're going to all go home and, and spend some more. Or they're even better, they'll go on Codell's and taxpayers will pay for their trips to Paris and, and luxurious places. But um, we're going to make a big onslaught in September and, and hope that, you know, we can we can really get our foot in the door at that point. OK, um, let me know if, if you if somebody doesn't cooperate with, you know, at your marketing efforts. I don't care about editorial. It doesn't matter to me. But the reason I'm saying that is on BillOReilly.com, and we are extremely successful, um, we had a couple of outlets that used to use our stuff because we do interviews with guys like you and uh, Mark Levin right. last week, and we do big, big stuff. And Real Clear Politics used to pick up some of my stuff and The Hill. And those are pretty, two pretty big um, aggregates, sure. yeah. right? Well, they both stopped because they were threatened. Um, really? and yeah, they caved 100%. And I'm not the only one. And that's what people don't know is that in the social media world, there are threats delivered to almost all the agencies. You better not use this person. You better use that person. Right. You better say this. You better not do that. There was something um, about Joe Biden that came out of the Washington Post a few weeks ago where they said uh, in that town hall, you better not be mean to him, to CNN. Better not make him look <laughs> bad. Remember that? Remember that? Right. Oh, yeah. OK. So in your in your situation, and I, I'm giving you a little advice based upon because I run my own Internet company uh, and have for four years, um, if you take opinion as well as as well as hard news, that right. will jazz up your viewership because people want to read, you know, very, sure. very well thought out opinion, not garbage, but, you know, maybe right. you, you select a dozen people or so and you run them once in a while. And I think that would be doing a service because then people would have another outlet and they wouldn't be blackballed and they wouldn't be, you know, the suppression of the news today, as you know, Mr. Curl is higher than it's ever been in the United States. The suppression oh, of facts. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So if you step into that breach, then you'll be successful. Right. And that's the other thing. I mean, you know, the thing that's, you know, that you have to worry about, that everyone has to worry about is, you know, with an internet company and with a website, you know, you can get shadow banned or you can get sort of just, you know, they'll throttle you. Suddenly you can't get to, to things. I, I also do some work at the Daily Wire and if and if there's if something is fact checked, that's Ben Shapiro's side. If something is fact checked there, suddenly Facebook just throttles it. So the you know your your traffic just just slows to a drip, and it's like you don't know what's happened, but they just internally throttle your thing. So and then of course with with, with Twitter, they're shadow banning. So you don't know your banned. Suddenly, you know none of your stuff is reaching anybody, and you you're just you're just you know in this black hole. Yeah, it's so bad. It is really it's never happened to us. Do. We're extremely careful about what we put out. Um, and we don't put out any uh, theoretical stuff, right. speculation. Uh, we're not in business to do that. We're straight fact-based. Right. All right, the, uh, and it's up and running now. Uh, off the press, one word, offthepress.com. Um, it is a news aggregate, and uh, I hope everybody checks it out. Joseph, best of luck to you. And if anything happens interesting, let us know. We'll put you back on, okay? Will do. Okay. Thanks very much, Bill. Appreciate it. Cheers. Update on the Chicago shooting. The officer who's been unidentified, 39 years old, who was shot uh, along with a fellow officer, Ella French, who's dead uh, in Chicago on early Sunday morning. He is uh, alive. 
but he has a bullet lodged in his brain and gunshot wounds to his right eye and right shoulder. So, you know, this is obviously life-altering. Now, the two brothers who did it, or allegedly did it, they're charged with it, Eric Morgan and Imante Morgan, um, they had records and uh, they had illegal firearms. What, what else is new in Chicago? But here's what happened last night. Their mother went to visit them in the hospital because those guys have injuries, I guess, and she attacked the police, all right? Evelina Flores, um, and she's been arrested, all right? She kicked one officer in the groin, and then she's arrested. So this is one happy family, right? Chicago, USA. It's unbelievable what, what's happened in that city. And as you know, the police officers turned their back on Mayor Lightfoot. I would have done the same thing. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, this day in history, August 11th, 1934, the first prisoners were accepted by Alcatraz. Now, Alcatraz is a fascinating place. I actually went there a couple of years ago to see it for myself. Um, it's called The Rock, as you know, you've seen the movies. 87 years ago, the first group, uh, federal prison, the most dangerous people in the country were sent to Alcatraz. Um, one of the first ones to show up on The Rock was Al Capone. Now, I have a chapter on Capone at Alcatraz in Killing the Mob, and, and it's fascinating. So they nailed Capone in Chicago, and they sent him out because he was so dangerous to Alcatraz. He was followed by Machine Gun Kelly, one of the big bank robbers, and then Richard Stroud, the Birdman of Alcatraz, showed up. And there were a lot of very, very bad guys on Alcatraz. And uh, they had to close it down. Robert Kennedy, the U.S. Attorney um, uh, General, closed it down in 1962 um, after three men allegedly escaped. But nobody knows if that really happened because they haven't had anything. There were movies and all that. I'm not sure those guys survived. They got off the island. So on March 21st, 1963, Alcatraz was closed 88 years ago. Today, it accepted its first prisoners. Isn't that fasc fascinating place? So I hope you read Killing the Mob and get all the info. We have a lively mail segment and a final thought. I think it'll give you a chuckle. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast, politics by faith. Let's get to the mail. Um, We have uh, Joseph in Highland Park, New Jersey, When the CDC is now requiring people who have gotten the vaccine to wear a mask, shouldn't Obama and his friends have been wearing masks? See, this is what I mean, Joseph. The CDC is not requiring anybody to wear masks. Okay, that's just not happening. But people think it is. All right, the states do that. The states are in charge of public health. So, and on the Obama front, you, you make the call. I just reported the facts of the case. Bill, I agree the haters of Barack Obama will use the birthday party as an excuse to pound him. Where you are wrong is why honest people are rightfully angry. Hypocrisy. The press and the sophisticates uh, who attended the president's party are the same scolds who tell everyone to mask up. Sure. It's true. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I'm not going to argue that. And I didn't stick up for them. I just gave you the facts of the situation, which is my job to do it. John on the uh, message board, increasing government control should be our biggest concern. I agree with that, John. Whether it is forcing people to get vaccinated or forcing a Green New Deal, I would rather 30% of the people stay unvaccinated than have them be forced to take it. You have a constitutional right not to take it. But you also should know that if you don't take it, your health is at grave risk and you could spread COVID. Bush. On the, on the message board, just Bush, B-U-S-H. Maybe it's uh, the president. I don't think so. The real crying, sh- crying shame isn't that our media is so corrupt. It's our social media and all the websites are just as corrupt. And, you know, you just heard the interviews, so you're absolutely right on that. We're trying to do something about it. I hope we'll be successful. Elizabeth Hollick, Galloway, New Jersey. Bill, I watch you for honest news. However, I liked that the right-wing press poke carry about the private jet. The left needs some of its own medicine. Elizabeth, if you're going to embrace dishonesty, that's not a good thing. It's not. William Dempsey, Powell, Ohio. I agree with you, O'Reilly, about the media. I get frustrated about their lies and that they play to the base. Just tell the truth and more problems will get resolved. Nowadays, you don't know what to believe. That's true. You have no idea what to believe nowadays. Terry uh, Hilvico, Tucson, Arizona, who in Washington has a U.S. map and decides how many illegal aliens get bust or flown to cities across the land. No one doesn't come out of Washington. These decisions are made at the border by ICE, Homeland Security. Those are the bureaucrats that make the decision. However, they take their orders from Washington and their orders are let everybody go. Don't test them. 
Don't give them COVID tests. Unbelievable. Kathy Schilling, Loomis, California. I agree with everything you said about Gavin Newsom. I hope he's recalled. But the way the vote works, it will not be possible because the person with the most votes wins and the Republicans have 24 people on a ballot. Kathy, again, that's not true. There are two questions on the recall ballot on September 14th in California. First one, should Gavin Newsom keep his job? Yes or no? That's the first question. Second question is, if no, who would you like to see as governor? And there are the 24 people. Whoever gets the most votes in the second question is a new governor if Newsom is booted. See, again, is people just so confused about what's going on. Uh, 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 Rusty Allen, Gilbert, Arizona. Mike Lindell claims to have absolute proof of China tampering in the election. What would he have to do to prove this? He'd have to file a lawsuit in a state and produce his evidence and get it on the court calendar and all that has to go through the system. Phyllis Harkins, Fort Worth, Texas, built a California friend, had hip surgery. Rather than send flowers, I gifted her a one-year premium membership. It was cheaper, and she is thrilled. <laughs> Good for you. I mean, that is a nice thing to do, Phyllis, and I'm glad that the woman who's in the hospital is thrilled. And, and I think that will be a gift that lasts for 12 months, and she'll remember that you gave it. All right, word of the day is no psychosis when writing to BillOReilly.com. 40% off Killing the Mob and Crazy Horse. If you buy them together, you get 40% off. Terrific summer deal. All right, we'll be back with the final thought in a moment. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. So here's the final thought of the day. The urchins are driving me nuts. And the reason is last minute stuff. So we in the O'Reilly household book ahead, plan ahead, because we're busy. And when we plan something, we like to commit to keep our commitment, especially if it involves other people. So now I got a rash of urchins coming to me going, oh, no, no, I have to go to this party. I know this just happened. I have to, I have to, I have to. I go, what about the commitment? What about we told these people we were going to go and do this? What about them? What about all the planning? So this is what's happening today in our society. It's a last-minute society. People don't like to commit. They don't like to plan. Whatever comes up, you know. And uh, if we make a commitment, we honor it. So our motto here is, if you say you'll do it, You'll do it. But that has caused a lot of angst lately. But that's the motto, and I'm not changing it. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.